Yo, what's poppin'? You know what time it is? Your boy, Mr. J Hill. I'm here. J Hill Podcast. Man, this shit right here, nigga. <laughs> hey. Oh, man, I told myself I gotta stop cursing. Dang. And at least in the first, what? We said 15 seconds, so I'm sorry. What's good, man? J Hill Podcast. We here. Hey, I looked at the charts, man. We peaked at 46. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to everybody mm. that's listening. Shout out to everybody that's watching. We came from nothing, man. We from the bottom. But I got somebody else from the bottom, mm -hmm. from Philadelphia, mm -hmm. moved to a Atlanta, mm -hmm. been killing the game, going crazy. I mean, the name is Selfish is so special. <laughs> Kenan. What's up, man? What's up, Don man? Kenan in the building. I'm glad with I'm here, man. It's a long time coming, man. It is, man. I appreciate you for pulling up. And I'm glad that you talked about the charts because we chart toppers now. We chart topper Ooh. cousins. You know Ooh. what I mean? We, hey, we cousins. Yeah. You from Philly. You're from Baltimore. That's we right. we on the yeah, charts yeah. together. Yeah, hey, right. it is what it is, that's dog. Right. Man, how you feeling, dog? I feel great, man. I'm just out here, you know, living a second life. You know, mm. most people in my age get counted out. You know what I mean? So I'm out here just, you know, thugging it. Still make a superstar, still get encounter new superstars. Mm, mm, mm. I just like to touch the ground, you know what I mean, and hit the ground running and, and you know, talk to the new superstars out here and just make sure I'm I'm, I'm applying to the culture, you know what I mean? Yo, we're going to get to the interview. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, I got this thing I do now. I've uh, been doing it for a little second now. I'm going to um, bless you with this segment. We don't got no name for the segment, but I just, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to say a statement or a word or a phrase and I need to get your honest feedback from it, all right? Okay, cool. So, like, you're just going to tell me whatever first thing come to your mind. So, the first thing is going to be uh, mixing friends with business. Um, I'm feeling a little different about it because I've been in business with my friends for 25 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, depending on if it's a real relationship or a fake relationship. But, you know, everybody I've been in business with, I've known, uh, like I said, since 98. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm good with friends in business, especially I don't have no ego. Mm. So I just stay out the way and just make sure all my friends is eating. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be one of them. Yeah. All right. Um. Next thing, playing your position. Oh, man, everybody know I play my position. You know, for many years I was Scottie Pippen to Michael Jordan, which they called uh, Drum, which was you know the mixtape king for so many years. Mm. But I was always applying pressure from the Scottie uh, Pippen standpoint, just making sure that we win a championship. So you know, I always play my position. Okay. This is one word, but I'm gonna just name three different things. Get your your feedback on it, whatever you think. Um, innovation slash groundbreaking slash disruptive. Uh, I can tell you who's that, and that's Uzi Vert, mm. and uh, that's uh, that's the you know the pattern that I like to you know chase down artists to see if they have those three things. You know, mm. it's, it's funny that you say that because those are things I always mention, and you know my interviews are just talking to people in general. If I get stopped on the street. I tell them what you innovate, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? How you bringing something new to the game, um, and you know how you gonna captivate artists. If you're not even in the music business and you sell clothes and you're at Lululemon and you add, you're like, yo, can I get you a jacket? Is it innovative? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do you do your uh, varsity jacket got a hood on it? Do the zippers come up the side? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm always in the, the innovative space. Like, you know what I mean? So, what makes it special? Like, what makes it different? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, this is the next one is gonna be a funny one. Uh, Zodiacs. <laughs> what you mean by that though? Man, like, do know. I believe in it? Whatever you comes. Whatever. All right. Comes so I, I give you where I come from. Uh, what I believe in Zodiacs, I believe is seventy five percent family values, twenty five percent Zodiac sign. Hmm. So what I mean by family values mean how you come up, how you was brought up. Because I know a lot of people be like, "Yo, I don't fuck with Leos because the women's the women Leos are liars." Or the men dudes is too, you know, too aggressive. 
You know what I mean? I can't I can't speak on it because I'm a Leo myself, but I'm neither one. I'm super aggressive, but I'm aggressive from a finesse standpoint. Like mm. I make sure that I speak with my heart. I do everything with my heart, but I ain't aggressively doing stuff out of out of pocket. Some people say Scorpios is revengeful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, not all Scorpios is revengeful. You know what I mean? They that are, stinger you know, gonna bite you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, some people say you know, cancers. Is all 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 crybabies, but I I know some some cancers that's gangsters. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, I mean, I believe in it, but I I believe it's only 25. percent Do I see a lot of value in it? Absolutely, because mm. you know some people do take in you know some of the responsibilities they call from the you know the zodiac sign. So, yeah, that's what I think. Now I watched the interview uh, a while ago. That was like one of the not I don't want to say deciding factors, but I guess like. Uzi is a Leo too, so it was like, mm-hmm. oh, he a Leo, I'm a Leo. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy because he was a Leo, and I recently was rocking with uh with Gilly the Kid, mm. and I've known Gilly since I was a kid. No, no, <laughs> no pun intended. intended. So uh, uh, once I found out him and Uzi was born on the on the same day, I was like, oh, that's why we mess with each other like that. You know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. Um, one of my friends, BL, he's born on the 26th. Very close. Uh, Freeway is born in the first week as well. Like, I just know people like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know people like that. Um, Young Thug, one of the coolest dudes I ever met in the industry when he was on a come up. He's a Leo. So it's just a lot of people that I just get down with that be cool. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like a lot of men be trying to joke the Zodiac thing. I think it's real low key. Like, I'm a Gemini and I love a lot of, like, yeah. All the Geminis I meet for the most part, yeah. we be cool for real. Yeah. But uh that's, yeah, yeah, Gemini. Yeah, nah, nah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Um yeah. that I mean, we're gonna get into all this. All right, so Philadelphia. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh Philly is a home, man, and it's my home. Uh it's got many nicknames. We've called it uh Philadelphia, Pistolvania, the brotherly brotherly love, brotherly slugs. Uh but it's the city I grew up in. Um, anybody who know me, I speak, I'm speaking the truth about it. I play ball in every part of the city. Mm. Uh, Claude Gross, which is like my stepfather, and um, just a father to basketball in the city of Philadelphia. He raised anybody from Lionel Simmons. He touched all the basketball players in each part of the city. And when he found out I really wanted to be in the basketball, he was like, all right, I'm going to show you. He mm. took me to every park in Philadelphia. He took me to 26 in Brown. He took uh, 26 in Master, 38 in Brown, uh, um, Dolphin Street. You know what I'm saying? He took me down Marin Anderson in South Philly. Uh, every every court you could think of, I played at. Mm. You know, was I that good? I don't think so. Was I good enough to play in Philadelphia? Yeah, at the time, yeah. Um, but that's where it started. And then I started moving around the city. I started buying records in, in each city when I was producing in, in each part of the city. So we had North Philly, South Philly. I went there. West Philly, I lived in. Uptown, I went up there to play basketball, but still bought records up there. Mm. Got my hair cut at Ogunts. Um I was, bro, like I was all over Philadelphia. I could move in and out of Philadelphia in five seconds based on the map in my brain and not even ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's where, that's how I feel. Like even like traveling down, to like Delaware, Baltimore, all them. I did that trip so much down, like, I know where I'm at. Like, you know, I used to yeah. go to Morgan and party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to go to Howard and party. Shout out to my Morgan yeah. fan, you know. I used to live in um 
in Northwest DC for like a couple months. I was rocking with some kids out there and we was doing parties. And um, we used to be in PG County a lot. Like I know a lot that from Philly, Jer I, I didn't go too much Jersey, um, New York. I did a lot, but anything down there, from 17 on, I was out there. You would think you would do Jersey a little bit because, like, it's like a little connection with, like, Philly, Delaware, Jersey. Yeah, it That's is. That's like a thing, right? Yeah, it is. But the thing is, I didn't get a chance to go over there as much because Camden was over the bridge. We played basketball there. Okay. But uh, Willenboro, I only went through there to get on the train and go to New York. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really play to, like, Cherry Hill. I didn't really play too tough in, like, the Jersey spots. Okay. Like, but we did go to Baltimore. We went to go get crabs. Nah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. When phone posits was out, we was going to get phone posits because that was the only place you could get them. A two-hour ride to get some phone posits, cool. Some 550s, 990s, they was everywhere. I'm surprised you, know you was I mean? going to Baltimore to get the phone posits because they would be sold out. We would have to go other places. Y'all had them. Uh, uh, I tell you the one store that always had them. Uh, My City, Your City. What was the name Shoe of the store? City. Bro. <laughs> I, I just remember, Bro. I, remember we were just talking about the uh When I say I really do this, I do it. Bro, remember we were just talking about the situation where yeah. I looked out for SETI? Yeah. That's the story that gave me the, the, okay, the, so, the booth. So now we know. No, and that's the, and they got busy. So when I go, I went there so much, I, I wound up meeting a guy later on. And when I, I started a brand and had like DC on my hats and stuff, he bought like 900 of my hats. Mm. And he was selling them in Baltimore. And he sold them out. But he wound up getting out the store. He was like, yo, I got some 13s and 14s at the store you might want. And we got busy like that. But early on when we was trying to find foams and all that, we was in Baltimore, bro. Oh, okay. We, we I'm, was finding Nike see. boots there. That's, that's the fact. I'm going to see if they can <laughs> the send colors. you a four, 14. Yes, sir. I'm going to see if they can send you something. YCMC, man. Yeah. This is a free ad, man. Yeah. <laughs> Your city, my city, shoe city. You yeah. feel me? No, like, I did they mixtape. Oh, yeah, word. I did they mixtape like maybe 12 years ago, maybe 12, 14 years ago. I did a mixtape for them. Brandon in the city. I went down there. I did an in-store, all that. Oh, you plug. Check. For real, for Check real. Check it. You yeah. plug. Yeah. Okay, all right. Last thing before we get the, before we get popping. Um. Love, loyalty, respect, right? Mm. You got to, what's your, what, what got to come first, what could be second, and what's last for you? Day in order. Love is first, loyalty, why? and then respect. Why love? Yeah, why love first? Because um, I realized, like, as I got older, uh, that was the only thing that I could hold on for certain people. Like, mm. I like loyalty and respect didn't buy me nothing when it came to my friends. It was always the love, because it was always there. You know mm. what I mean? Like, the love I've had for somebody, would ignore anything or any ill intent that you might have for any circumstance. Sheesh. You know what I mean? Because I loved you so much. You know what I mean? So even a loyalty space, people be loyalty, but people live, that people got their own agendas. Mm. You know what I mean? And we can't, I can't live off that agenda. I got to live off, bro, I know your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shorty, I know your moms. I live off that. That's a love thing. Because when we doing something and we fall out, and I call your mom like, what's up, what's so-and-so? It's different. Mm. Loyalty ain't going to let her mom pick up or his pop pick up or his brother pick up. It's the love. Wow. And when niggas can come, like, yo, I, true story, bro, true fucking story. Uh, me and Drama had fell out for a little bit after the raid. Yep. And it, I don't know if anybody know the story, but um, we gonna I, went my, I went my way <laughs> and Drama went his way for about three years. Mm. Uh, the partner that's in the business with us right now, Lake, Lake. Show, Right, turn them up a little bit. Uh, Lake Show. This is what I meant by a different space. I was working at a studio, and I was in my studio. I was like, "Man, fuck drama, man." You know, punk motherfucker. You know, whatever I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. 
and he would be the only liaison between the two. He'd come over like, man, cut all that shit out, man. Y'all brothers, man, fuck that shit. And it's past that. And then drama be over there like, man, fuck him. And then he fuck that. He'd be over there like, yo, nah, bro, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We 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 on another page. So he was the only person that would go back and forth because he easily could have came in in the spot and be like, yeah, fuck that. And instigating. You see what I'm saying? And that was a love. That ain't loyalty or respect. That's just y'all love each other, bro. So yo. that's why I got it. And then you know the respect level is like you earn your respect, but in a it's only an opinion. People mm-hmm. be thinking respect is a true fact or like it's, it's a common opinion. I tell people all the time common opinion rule the world if we all in the room say this is the best champagne it's the best champagne mm. that's the common opinion you see what i'm saying and the common opinion only gets you respect because all y'all might respect me but y'all might leave the room and be like i don't really respect that nigga like that mm. so that's why i'm like oh it's the common opinion i stopped relying on respect you know what i mean because that brings the ego to where you want to fight somebody because they don't respect you i ain't mm. with that don't put your hands on me we cool we good you know what I mean? That's this respect I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I think mean? you broke that down. Wonderful. All right. Appreciate that. Yo, oh, man. So, it's so many places to go with you, right? And um, first and foremost, my question is, like, do you feel like, like, like when I see you, I see Don Cannon. Like, I hear Lil Wayne, Jeezy. Like, you <laughs> feel me? Like, I see, like, it's like a fan in me, honestly. Yeah. I be wondering, like, do you feel that? Still to this day, um, I'm a fan of the game, but I still don't understand uh, what I do to people and what I've done. So let me give you let me give you an example. Uh, when I went to when I went to jail, some short stints. It wasn't like no, you know, I ain't do no crazy stuff. But uh, like the speak the raid, for instance, when I went in there, I didn't know how I got people through their sentences. I'll give you that one. People walk up to me be like, yo, I was going to kill myself but mm. because I heard Currency's tape, you you saved my life. Mm. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? I, I feel it, but I don't understand it because I don't know. It, something I was just doing pure-heartedly saved somebody's life. You never know what people are going through. So a lot of that stuff was happening, and I was like, bro, I still don't understand. Even when people come up to like, bro. <laughs> Some of my interns, they like 20. They'd be like, bro, I used to listen to you when I was five or six. And I'd be like, yo, we really touched the culture. You know what I mean? And it still don't, it's, it still seems a little bit unreal that I took it from 11 years old doing demos and DJing to saving somebody's lives or, you know, being able to see Uzi perform in front of 60,000 people or Jack be on an MTV Awards with you know, Fergie, like that's something that we all came together and built. And it just, still when people tell me about it, I still be scratching my head like, damn, we really did that? Like we really like made a, you know, a mark on people's lives. So I'm still having a hard time getting to that space where I believe that's really happening. Mm. You know, I never bought into the success one time and that could be, you know, a gift and a curse. Some people may say it's just too humble but i just don't buy into it because i'm doing i'm doing god's work you know what i mean i'm just you know what i mean yeah. i'm not really doing my work and i and as much as i want to say i'm that guy or I, you'll hear me time to time in competition say i'm the goat and nobody really can mess with me like period cuz i study and i'm a master i still i'm still doing god's work and so i kind of look at things like damn i really did that <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's that's my take on um how I feel about 
you know, the work or whatever. So you think you, uh, you I mean, one would say like you, you would downplay your celebrity sometimes. Yeah, and it's and, and to a fact that um, I wanted to be real in a room with people. You know, sometimes I was in a room with people and they was fanned out and they was holding it in. And I wanted to be like, yo, we too, we too, we normal. We regular people. You know what I, I mean? I just, I don't know. Me, I think it is a confidence thing, right? I feel mm -hmm. like because I don't look at myself as nothing less than nobody, but I could still respect the presence that's in the room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. that don't take nothing away Facts. from me. Like, I'm still going to look at, nah, that's, nigga, you know Facts. who that is? Facts. <laughs> it but don't take nothing what, away from me. But take, take it back to what I was just speaking about. Sometimes I run into people and it, the celebrity of it kind of weakens them. Mm. And I'd be like, I don't want to weaken nobody. So I'll give you an example. If I'm out somebody and they doing some work for me, like maybe uh, they at my crib doing plumbing or something like that. And the dude be like, yo, I don't want to be a fanboy or nothing, but I used to listen to your shit. I don't want them to have to say they was a fanboy. Yeah. I want them to be like, yo, I rock with your shit and be comfortable. And and I don't got nothing to do with nobody's personality. I just want them to be comfortable enough to be like, yo, that makes sense. I understand where you're coming from, and I'm cool with it. Because I've done sense. stuff that I've done, like, Raekwon, you know, I grew up listening to that guy, and I told him, like, bro, your tape was something I live by. But I said it in confidence and where I, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, we, and right now, we cool as a fan but I'm just saying like I felt sometimes when I was going out people feeling weak weak in a self being on a like being able to speak to me and I don't want mm. that to happen like no, I sense. stopped wearing jewelry because when I was going to speak to people I felt like they couldn't get past the chain and I wanted to have a, 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 a eye to eye conversation with them this you know what I mean so, so, so that's where I was like this is like real shit to me. Like this is how I feel. Like I don't want to be talking to nobody, and they can't get past the diamonds. Mm. You know, we could have, we could be in a room and have that diamond talk and blase skip. But I didn't want. If you ask me a question, I'd rather tuck it in and have us have a real conversation. Because whatever I say and my answer is gonna be real to you. So she, so damn, we ain't even get into the shit I got written down yet. So, <laughs> it, do you think sometimes you suffer? I ask a couple of people this. From like survivor's remorse, survivor's guilt a little bit, cause it's like you lit, but it sounds like you almost compassionate for the ones that's not on your level or like as lit as you. Yeah, where it comes from, uh, it, it's a little bit of that, but it comes from just, uh, I had a hard road and mm. a lot of people have hard roads. I, I run into a lot of people that really ain't lived this life like that. I've mm. been in middle class situations. I've been in poor situations. I'm not gonna sit up here and say I was sleeping in the car, but was I poor? Yes. Was I? Did I get it towards a space where I was middle class? Yes. But I just want to be able to be an inspiration to all them people because I ain't had nobody coming up. Facts. Not one person put their arm around me and was like, "Yo, this how you do it." Mm. Everybody mm -hmm. older, and I know y'all go through it. Everybody older was like, "Fuck them dreams. Go get a job." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I lived my dreams. I want you to live your dream. Facts. I don't give a fuck what we gotta do. If you wanna interview me, that's what's gonna happen, bro. Because I'm 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 enhancing your dream. Cause I, I had a dream and I fought myself. So I want everybody to get a chance to get to that platform if I can. I can't save everybody. I can't contribute to everybody. But, the ones you but can. if we close enough to even have a, a an encounter, I wanna at least be like and I'm out. Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Nah, for real. Yeah. Because, and most importantly, right, like you said, man, we didn't been through, and I ain't even seen the heights as you've seen, but I can, we probably have seen some of the same lows. Yes. 
But with the height I have seen, right, saying what you, I'm assuming, nigga don't get it fucked up that we know that, I'm sure you know the same, it don't take a second but God to be like, put you right back there. And I've been there. I've been there when I first got to success. I thought I was on, I was the best motherfucker in the world. You know what I mean? So I seen how the lightning came down and struck the ground and really showed me what it was. You know what I mean? I lost everything, got it back. So I just got on some like, you know what? Get get on some real grown man shit and really pinpoint what's going on in your life. Be honest with yourself and move forward. And that's just how it is, bro. That's just Yo, how it is. It's crazy because like you're walking like, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but bear with me. It's like you're a walking contradiction, right? Like you, you like shaked off every stereotype that <laughs> could come your way, right? Because if you think about it, right? Let's just be real. We talking about Zodiacs and shit. Mm -hmm. You think of a Leo. Some people would say it's like like this main character syndrome, right? Yep, yep. But it's like, even with your dynamic with, with drama, it's kind of it's like the opposite. But mm. you still hold a, a valuable spot in history, right? Yeah. But you still so humble. It's like, even you said it before, like, man, I think some sometimes my, my downfall will be I'm too humble. Right. And when you think of a Leo, I mean, far as a, a, a Zodiac, that's the opposite. Yeah, but it's like, it's a different thing, too. It's like, I'm a visionary, too, so I peep motherfuckers with style. So, mm. right, so if I come in this building and I see that jacket, I know you confident to wear that jacket. Mm. I know you know that jacket fly, mm. right? And I can say, yo, that jacket hard, right? I can say that, but I know who you are, so we got something in common. I'm confident, but I ain't got to be out here like, let me take my chain out for these motherfuckers, show them my watch, pull up in the car. Yo, I'm still looking for a parking spot. I ain't got to do all that. Facts. You know what I mean? Because I know who I'm dealing with. Yo, this shit is so hard, bro, because it's like I can relate to you so much because I tell people that all the time. I'm like, bro, don't get it fucked up. Like, I might seem humble, but I ain't humble. Like, I know exactly what I do. Like, exactly. Yeah. So I get exactly what you're saying. That's just crazy. Yeah, and, and too, like, if it gets into a space where I have to get in that space where I'm like, listen, bro. Like I'm really that I'm really like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like don't don't get it twisted. I'm I ain't going. Like, I'm still in my Kobe phase. Like I'm really, bro. I'm that, mm. but I ain't gonna keep flaunting into where people feel some type of way to be around me because I want. I just want. I know that I'm royalty. I know royalty has to show up at some spots. Royalty has to play a certain way, a, a certain space. Mm. So when you royalty, man, you gotta carry that stuff right. You know what I mean? Fire. We ain't even get into the music yet. All right, so look. Knowing who you are and just, just getting, a, getting to know you a little bit, understanding your character, do you do you still like keep in touch with the people you feel like made had a, a, a pivotal point in your career? Uh, if I don't keep in touch with them when I see them, I make, I make sure that they know that they was a pivotal part of my career. They hold a, a certain spot in your heart? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to remember all of them, but when I do see them, I let them know what's up. All right, so Period. one person. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. One person I would assume that gotta hold a special spot, uh, spot in your heart is an artist name. Um, is it Fiend? Fiend, yes. Fiend. Fiend is my guy, bro. You still talk to him? I haven't spoke to Fiend. Last time I spoke to Fiend, he was with uh, Currency. They was recording at the studio, and this was like maybe right before the pandemic. But again, he's somebody that I could pick up the phone and have a normal conversation like we saw each other yesterday. Mm. These are the type of people, and he know that like. We formed a bond in Miami. You know what I mean? He was already moving. He was already the, that guy. Yeah. Fiend was popping already. Um, the fact that when I came in there, he embraced me as a producer. It was like, yo, I'm going to rock with whatever, you know, with you, whatever you're doing. And the fact that, you know, he was the first person to do the Canon record. Yeah. He really, he didn't have to do that. 
he was just showing like, yo, we them guys, we royalty. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do this. And um, I'm forever grateful. Like, he, it's not a chance he could call me and need something. I'm not going to help him. That's just what it is. Like, he's there. Just painting a picture for the people that don't know. Yeah. Like, we all think, I, I know I did. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, my first introduction to the, like, the canon rap and, like, making the words with canon was Lil Wayne. Right? Yeah, he, so, he took it He took it to another level based on what was already there. Right, but Fiend you know was I mean? the first. He he had the blueprint kind of almost, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Fiend was first, then Busta did his own rendition of it. Like, mm. without, I don't think he even heard, uh, uh, heard Fiend's uh, version of it. Uh, a lot of people haven't. But I think Busta heard it when it dropped, and it dropped. He did his own version. Mm. So everybody can claim that part. I'm just saying in the beginning, Fiend was the first person to let that fly. Mm. But all of them contribute their own way. Like Fiend was talking about something totally different than Lil Wayne was talking about as far as canon. And so was Busta Rhymes and whoever got on that beat of the song. So he led he led the other guys to saying, yo, he murked it. I'm going to just stay in that pocket, you mm. know what I mean, and rock out. But that that was an anthem built on Fiend, actually. Okay. You know I mean? Yo, so um, just going into that, right? Now I'm going to go a little bit of everywhere with it. The Little Wayne part. Did you know that? Well, I know you at first you did it for uh, Trick, mm-hmm. right? You went to Miami yep. for Trick. Uh-huh. He couldn't get on there. Yeah. So you ended up giving it to Drama. Uh, I gave it to, who did I give it to? Actually, we were doing a tape with Busta Rhymes. And I want to say, I may be wrong. They may correct me in the comments. Busta had it and did a verse. And we tried to get more people on it. I think Drum took it and gave it to. I'm sorry, I'm to, I'm wrong. We took it from. I got it from Fiend. I brought it back. We was working with an artist named Bo Hagen. Mm. I don't know. He used to be signed. Oh, Bo Hagen. Yeah, he used to be signed. Lil John. He, he had me it. He had the record, and uh, it didn't. It didn't. He didn't. He wasn't able to keep it. Okay. So then it ended up in Busta, and then in Wayne's hands. Okay. Busta, we was doing a tape with, so it was called a. Uh, uh, I forget. He gonna kill me for not remembering the name. But Buster was doing the tape, and that was on the tape. And then Wayne came with it after Drama gave it to him. Okay. Yeah. So hearing the story, right? When you when we hear Little Wayne had a he because it's, it's extended version, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and who, who was on that? Uh, Beanie Siegel. That was Freeway. Freeway. Ti Willie the Kid, which was our artist from two thousand six, and uh the and one we put out had uh. These guys from Chicago, one was named Tech Beats and one was named Juice. And um, another kid from Detroit named uh, Detroit Red. They were all on the record. Red on went the crazy, first of all. There on a go. dedication. Mm-hmm. When we hear Freeway, Detroit Red, I think it was somebody else. Were you kind of upset that Lil Wayne ain't have the whole, his whole verse on it? Did you, was you even thinking about that? No, only because Wayne, by the way, is in my top five. I I seen his work ethic and what he does. He just he's gonna take a beat and destroy it. Mm. He just wants the whole beat. He gonna take three minutes of it and go absolutely crazy. So in order for us to make a song out of it, we had to kind of shorten his okay. verse. But it wasn't that much left over. It was just like, um, we he had a he had a uh, hook in between, um, where it said rest assured. That was it was a hook. Right. We took out that part and just combined it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I started that boy pussy was the uh, start of the second verse, and okay. we just kind of brought it together. But I, I think that in the purpose of us making a song out of it, we just shortened this verse. Okay, so knowing that about Lil Wayne, right? 
Because y'all could have just extended the beat, no? We could have extended the beat, but it would have been a long song. It would have been like seven minutes. I mean, yeah. so fast forward, right? I told uh-huh. him I'm going to be everywhere with this part. Fast forward, we think of God did. Yep. Clearly, I don't know. Clearly, they let Jay-Z do whatever he want. And knowing what mm-hmm. you know about Wayne, I feel like Wayne could have made a, a long verse too. Mm-hmm. I honestly felt like he kind of got shorted, no? like I think so, but you know, a lot of things happen where um, as a DJ or as a producer – we're going to get verses from people, and then as time passes, we don't know Jay Z is going to be on there. Mm. We just had an opportunity. So and by the time Jay's gone, I'm not going to go back to Wayne and be like, "Yo, you want to read the verse? Jay is on it." We just we we go out so fast and get whatever we can because honestly, when we making these projects as producers and DJ albums, like it's so hard to get in touch with the artists and get and get everything done. So we just going out grabbing verses just making sure we got everything and you know i'm pretty sure jay was like the last thing because jay is royalty so he probably was the last thing you know to get on the record you know uh and i don't know how it ended up i'm just saying he didn't get shorted he probably just was giving the beat like yo this guy this john hard he probably like, did a, that man <laughs> yeah and he probably gave him the record and didn't know that maybe ross is gonna be there or jay or whoever else was gonna be on there he just you know, I think he just went and got a verse, you know. There's been times where we did that too, where we, we've given an instrumental to somebody just to start off and spark the inspiration of the song and people murk it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then we have to go and try to call them back like, yo, you know, we put so-and-so on the song, we did that. And that's what happens when you, the creation of the song, you know, somebody might be lifted up. If we, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, but I might not be right, if I was me, and I had God did, and I had everybody lined up to do the verse, and I went to each and every one of them. I was like, yo, listen, Wayne, Jay about to be on this, uh, Drake about to be on this, Nicki Minaj, he going he to go ape. But being a good rapper and a great artist that he is, he murks it regardless. Not for sure. Because he, he knows something's coming, but I'm going to just murk it. And get out, get out the way. He's he's scary to anybody. Anybody say we got Weezy on it? He's scaring everybody. Facts. But I just want like, that's got, you gotta call Wayne back. Like yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like Jay went crazy. You might want. <laughs> I, I would, but again, he he goes so crazy anyway. It's like I'm not even bothering him. That nah, shit was facts. hard. Nah, facts. Because Wayne is gonna go in. He's very obs- observant. He's gonna go in and say. How can I make this the best to where they ain't going to call me back or nobody's going to question what I did because I murked it. So he's putting his heart out there first and foremost and making it fire. Nah, ain't no way I'm getting a Wayne verse and being like, that wasn't that hard ever. Nah, facts. I haven't heard one. I mean, it was a, you know, it's funny. It was a time. I'm not going to lie. It was a time where, what was his mixtapes? I think it was like the drought three or not. No, it couldn't have been that. It was a time where everybody was saying he fell off. But it's like he bounced back. It was a time, I don't know, y'all remember that space where it was like I think that Wayne? I think that was I think that was brought up in a space. Okay, and and this is I'm not in protection to Lil Wayne, this is what's happening. People tend to get a hold of our hard drives and our music and put whatever they want out. Mm. That day I might have been I might have had a cold and was sick and tired and had some records that I didn't want to leave the hard drive mm. right and then a hacker gets their hand on it and puts it out it's leaving the public to give their opinion on what that was and it's like bro i didn't even want them five ten joints out now they talking about i fell off i didn't do 
that was some shit nobody was ever supposed to hear. I might wanted to take a piece of that verse and use it over here, whatever. So I think that happens with a lot of artists. Like their music goes out there, like, and then all of a sudden we fell off. It's like, bro, that was never supposed to lead a hard drive. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that's what be happening because something known that somebody's putting out, they're giving it they all. So they putting it out and you know. He had a tape on, like, I don't know if it was that piff. It was, like, the end of that piff. But I remember, like, I wasn't listening to it because it wasn't that piff. It was something, but it wasn't all that. But it's like he bounced back, though. Like, you see where, I'm, get, you see where I'm getting at, though? Yeah, he's it's like back we, crazy. He's it's crazy. like, you know, I'm coming outside, and I might have on some terrible sneaks because I was running. And the first thing was like, yo, that cannon usually, he falling oh, off. Right. That nigga bummy today. Nah, you know right. what I'm saying? But it's if like, you do that, that, dog, just went if to you do that a couple weeks, we're going to be like, yo, what's up with Cannon? Of Cannon's? course, but I might feel like that. I might be on nah, some right. bullshit. I might be like, <laughs> holy sock game. I might be trying to figure something else. But that's, you know what I'm nah, saying? Facts. And then I bounce back two weeks later like, oh, he got, oh, he went crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's in that mode. You, you know, know the, the fans, though, we don't know no better. So we ain't really. Yeah. Ain't nobody penalizing fans. I know. Nobody penalizing fans. That's what it's there for. We there. We taking that energy. So I'm cool with that. It's crazy because it's like in, in the music industry, like everything, it's kind of like the world, it's like a revolving door. Like nothing is new under the sun, right? Yep. So, you know, you do uh, go crazy. So I'm listening to Jeezy. By far, I think Jeezy probably got some of the best features from Jay-Z. thousand percent. And I'm going to beat this out, but I feel like the verses between him and Gucci is not really a fair versus. I understand it for the culture, but... I'm just saying, his catalog, I'm just saying. But anyway, I'm going to beat that up. What, what time is that? <laughs> I understand it for the culture. I do. But song for song, I'm just saying, I don't think. But anyway, so I'm listening to Jeezy. And I'm listening to the features by Jay-Z. And I'm just thinking about Jay-Z. And Jay-Z, you know, he had DOA. Mm-hmm. And then he did the feature with, uh, well, Death of Autotone. Then he did the uh, the feature with Jeezy. And he like, yo, uh, put the T-Pain on <laughs> And I'm like The nigga literally killed A whole movement Just to come back And and do it Right So I'm thinking I had to get into it The uh, The Drake and Meek Mill shit uh-huh. This is it, it is the correlation to me Drake Meek Mill get the beef in And then Like The Quentin Miller Shit came out Right mm-hmm. Cause I, I Um that was a whole like triangle that y'all had, right? Mm-hmm. And well, drama. Then these niggas get cool, and Quentin Miller is like still xed out. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, did you, you y'all still talking? Like y'all still rapping? Uh, Quentin Miller? Yeah, man, I'll show you my phone. I just talked to Quentin. The nigga two was ready. He was like, "No, I just talked to Quentin two days ago." So I always tease him, and he'll probably test it at. Uh, he just put out a freestyle just recently. And he said like a little line in there. He was like, "Yeah, when I figure this shit out, don't call my phone." On some funny shit, I'll be I'll yeah, call your phone. Shit. So I called his phone. <laughs> I didn't even say Happy New Year. I just called his phone. Like, yeah, I'm gonna call your phone whether you figure it out or not. He just started dying. You know what I mean? And our position in the game was always to help the culture. It was never to have a, a conquer divide situation and nothing like that. Even in like, and I'm gonna tell the truth. There's it was some times where you know all of that was going on. I, me and me and Quentin didn't see eye to eye, you know what I mean. But um, he's real good friends with people that I'm involved with, and you know throughout my throughout my years, I always said, "Yo, be the bigger guy." And you know, he would call me, and ask me questions, what would be his next move. This is past always. Be this is like his next move, like songs to put out, who can mix his songs, who the best mixer. He even called me, like asked me, 
uh, if A and R's what A and R's made for salary base mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, I'm always in that space where I'm making it bigger than rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, people livelihoods, people pe- uh, uh, feed their family and do things with this rap stuff that we always built since the beginning of the time. Rap was built on getting out of the projects to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? And I feel like everybody got to feed their family, and it's always going to be competition. It's the NBA. We could be in here drinking. When we get on that field, it's another story. Mm. So I feel like people get caught up in that, and um, it dilutes the culture a little bit because it doesn't allow us to see the fans to see what's right from wrong or what's really going on. And, uh, you know, again, even he had a group uh, – uh, I'm a messing up this guy's name, but it's all good. His name's coolest. His name's coolest Mac. He was in a group, and um, I felt like the first time I saw him, he thought it was gonna be an issue, and I was like, "Bro, I ain't on that. Like, I'm on. I'm advancing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, again, to the beginning of our conversation, wrong is wrong, wrong, right is right. I'm still in the movement of trying to move forward and progress. I'm not trying to be in no bad position with nobody. And I'm not about to be like, no, this ain't what happened. Da da da. I just be, I be moving past it. You know what I mean? I see the kid. He got talent. Uh, everything he's doing and who he worked with got talents. People still love him. Um, I feel like you know, at some point, uh, he did get the bad end of the stick because the you know he lost, he lost, he lost the steam that he was once getting when he first started, and it and it was all for the love of what he wanted. He had a dream. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Um, again, it's due to his freestyle. If he figure it out, don't call this phone. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna call it. you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling. Rick. I'm gonna see you out. It's supposed to be, uh, supposed to be recording red. It wasn't recording the whole time. Uh, okay. Um, we'll keep uh, going. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We'll so right. uh he gonna figure it out. So the correlation was he got the worst end of the stick. I was yeah. ta- I was thinking about T Pain because Jay Z come out with that for Autotone. He get the worst end of the stick. Now he using Autotone. Uh Quentin Miller was just writing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was just writing. <laughs> These niggas beefing now. They and friends look, and he he still ain't making nobody he making music for nobody. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah, well T Pain is still he was still booming. Even when that came out, Pain was rocking shit. When that came out, bro, it went from Momentum to like, you know what though? I think Jay Z when he did Death for Auto Tune, I think he was like, "Yo, only T Pain." That's what I think he <laughs> was, was like. Crazy. He was like, "Only T Pain." All then, y'all niggas trying to be T Pain, cool out. Only him because he's successfully doing. But he was the super. He was like the cape of Auto Tune. So of course they only gonna look at T Pain. That's true. That's true. But I feel like that's where, again, I feel like. When I heard the record, it wasn't like aimed at T Pain. However, the fans took it, whatever I took it as, everybody trying to beat T Pain now. All the wannabes back up because it's actually called Auto Tune. Yeah. It's not called T Pain. You know, what I'm but that's what we know it as. Yeah. Us young guys, like, that's what you. we know it I, as. I that, put, even Jay Z said, "Put he, that T Pain on." Yeah, what? he conquered. He conquered the shit. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of that, right? Like kind of being in the face of something and like falling off. How many times did you had to take? Bite the bullet for like drama being the face of Generation Now, cause like uh, never, cause I'm he, he's he was naturally the face on how we built companies, even with the affiliates. It was always the face. He was out there moving and doing and grooving and doing things. First, I was always behind the scenes doing so work, just making sure everything was good. Mm. But I always had a face. It was just that 
uh, people chose to see what they wanted to see. Mm. But again, I play my position. There's a Shaq and there's a Kobe. There's a Mike and there's a Scotty. But I feel like Magic the shit Kareem. you would do, or if you would get into some squabble, it wouldn't be as like magnified than him, right? Like even yeah. with the Quentin Miller shit, I'm thinking like yeah. that shit happened, and now every is on y'all, right? It's, it's yeah. not just drama's on generation now, niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how was that? It had to be hard to figure. Oh uh, well, in I, those situations. I, I mean, I just sit back and just watch it for what it is. Like mm. I just sit back and just take whatever comes. Um, again, I'm just I'm just worried about work so much and making history that I have time to stop and deal with any, with any nonsense. And mm. that go for anything across the across the board. If somebody got a problem with me, we're gonna figure it out. It ain't gonna be a whole bunch of arguing back and forth and doing that. I'm trying to make some money because we on borrowed time. So that's just where I be at. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to hear. Nothing that ain't got to do with history or no money. If we can't make history, we making money, fine. If we can't make money but we make a history, fine. That's what I'm on. Like I, all the stuff in between. It, when you younger, you be like this. Yeah, facts. Past three, four years of my life, I've been on like, man, I'm watching, I'm watching people die. I'm watching people suffer. Like I ain't trying. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to move forward and bring to the culture, bro. That's all we got. That, well, that's all I have. You know what I'm saying? It's all what some people have. Like, people be talking about, yo, I don't got to do this rap shit. I'll do this. Like, let's stop that. Let's let's continue to do something that made us money, made our families happy. We added to the culture. Like, like Drama always said, his his dream was to be, put his have his face on a flyer. My dream was to give back to the culture, like, mm. and be one of the best producers. Which is common truth anyway, you know what I mean. But that that was my thing. But if I can't be that, I need to, need to add like everybody around me. If they if if it's there for them, they eat from me because I I give people samples. I bring in people situations. I put people on to business. Um, I help in the most ways I can help, bro. Mm. Period. Period. That's, that's just that's just what I'm on. You Yo, I mean? what what age did you find out? Um, or did you? I mean, he was a DJ, so you might have always known. So this question might be rhetorical or bad. Did you know that like bootlegging CDs was wrong from the jump? No. At what did you find out when? How, well, how, when did you bootleg, find out? bootlegging CDs, yes, but making mixtapes, no, because we were actually working with artists. Right. You know, I found out when <laughs> we got arrested. Facts. You know what I mean? And that's when I was like, oh shit, we was really, we was helping the culture. Like, you know what I mean? We never really, you know, really thought it was. Like, you always went places and seeing people bootleg movies, but we weren't doing that. Right. We were actually, if Beyonce was on the cover, she more than likely did the intro. Right. You know what I'm saying? John Legend did the intro. Uh, Niles Barkley was the biggest thing when they came out with Crazy and stuff. We did a mixtape with them. They was all over the tape talking. You know what I'm saying? So we were actually working with the artists, so it didn't give me a chance to really think that um, – any of that was wrong until I saw it. Like it could, it might have been wrong. You right. know what I'm saying? But that's kind of um, what saved y'all, though, right? Because like yeah. the only thing that was the problem was like the not having an address or some shit like yeah, that, right? Yeah, it was. A, it was a couple logistics. I mean, it, and it's a sticky situation because the labels can't have that. You know what I mean? They can't have certain things going out. But it was a promotional tool. You know what I mean? And and not for nothing, it was. 75% about the artists and 25% us. Like us, we were we were the billboards for the artists to pop. Like 
all the people that popped off against the girls or a tape we did, they got all the merit. Mm. You know, we got we got our merit for being the being the um the vessel for them to move through, but they popped off. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were still in this space. I was still in the club DJing, still having to make my money. And still seeing people and built great relationships with the rappers, but they seen the significance of it. You know, Yo, it's kind in of my like, opinion, some people might say, "No, Gangsta Girls was the big brand." I was, I'm looking at it like, man, that popped off for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it, how I saw it. It did, I think. Um, and the artists like Little Wayne, uh, shit, Ti, uh, like they definitely, I think they sh- showed it. If that made sense, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like we, it. we saw, and then honestly. It popped, but it also solidified some of our favorites. So, for example, uh, I'll never forget when Boosie got one, mm-hmm. right? And, like, I was a Boosie fan. That shit so, was hard. You feel me? So, like. <laughs> yeah. Boosie and Webby, both they shits was yeah, hard. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when, when when we saw Boosie having a gangster grill, it was, like, solidifying Boosie hot. He he next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it kind of, like, it's, but that goes into my next question because y'all made, a like, a cognitive decision to say, yo, we're going to have something else with birth the the um generation L, really, yep, right? Yep. Like, okay, for the people that don't fit in this gangster grill box, right? Like uh I think Kanye West, um shit, Lil Uzi, like yeah. that's great, generation now. Yep. How important for for uh an entrepreneur to have like I don't want to say backup, but have something like you might have your main thing, but have yeah. something else that works too. Uh it's important. I you know, I get into these spouts with people saying don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um but I still live off that term, but a little bit of have have something that comes off the brand like a uh like you have the umbrella mm-hmm. and then you have everything under the umbrella like so you got gangster grills which could work for Boosie or could work for Webby or it, it worked for a lot of people it worked for Jim Jones it worked for Fab but there were some people that uh we wanted to make a brand for the people that really wasn't listening mm. like you know what I'm saying people wasn't really getting Joe Button's bars, mm. uh, Jay Mills bars. Uh, you know nah, what I'm saying? Real, like I'm with like you. it was a lot yeah. of people like that, like stack bundles. Like you know, these guys like really had something to say, and I feel like um, our approach was really giving them the freedom of speech. It's just you know, it's like um, I don't know if you ever seen that movie where. Uh, I think it was Sandra Bullock, and they couldn't see his stuff. You couldn't talk. Bird it was box. like you, yeah, something you was in a movie where you couldn't talk. Yeah. Like people Bird took, box. yeah, they took yeah. the, they took it away from them. So we wanted to give them like here, <laughs> mm. people. Y'all don't know what's going on right here. Like I'm going down, I'm going down, um, uh, Mississippi. I I used to do Biloxi, and it's just an example. Biloxi, Hattiesburg, Jackson, and when I got to Jackson, I DJ, and all they wanted to hear was Boosie. You know what I mean? All they wanted to hear was Webby. Anytime Set It Off came on, the walls fell down. To this day, though. Right? So who would we be as captivators not coming to say, yo, why don't Baltimore, why don't D.C., why don't uh, Sarasota, and why don't Philly know about Boosie? This dude is killing shit down there, mm. right? Why Why is it, why am I going to that club to DJ? I, I watch, and, and this is a real story. I went to Hattiesburg. And I went to this big, it was like six, 7,000 square feet club. And when Set It Off and them joints came on, it was like, bro, it was it was another feeling. So I was like, bro, how do we how do we make the rest of the world feel like that? You know what I mean? And that goes for everything. Like, it's certain records that I heard. I was like, why? When Headbuster came out with a little scrappy, I was like, why the world don't, 
it's our it's it's our job the world to hear this. It's oh, our right. job for people to hear. I fuck my money up. Yeah. Now I can't re up. No, like thanks. y'all, if you was in Atlanta and didn't see how that worked or hard in the paint, bro, that shit was different. You know what I'm saying? So but we wanted to be the- it though. I cause like I wasn't in Atlanta, so I can't like I don't understand that much nostalgic of it. But I'm even getting chills because even in Baltimore, it's a ten hour drive. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like. Those things resonated in Baltimore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think it was that, that's what I was saying. I think it was set up by us being um uh, being a staple because it allowed a, a, other mixtape DJs to be like, okay, I ain't gangster girls, but I'm this. So they was pushing. Okay. Holiday was pushing. Uh <laughs> Infamous had his brand. Uh, uh, uh Southern Smoke had their brand. Sheesh. Fucking Scream everybody had his brand. Scream was killing shit. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it allowed it allowed, and I'm not saying we all started at the same time. I'm just saying uh it allowed that stuff to grow to Baltimore for mm. you to hear because we all was mixtape DJs putting in the passion to let these these uh building our brand, but also letting people hear these artists. That was the most important thing. Mm. Yeah, go, going back to the raid, right? You hear eighty-one thousand tapes. That's that's cap. That's cap. Cap. <laughs> there was no eighty-one thousand tapes. Cause I'm thinking like that's crazy, <laughs> that, that, bro. There was no 80, 81 thousand tapes unless I didn't see them. I mean, you know? I might have just been caught up. Like, <laughs> yeah, you I, said y'all was running I, it up. I, I mean, it, I didn't see, I, bro. No. We had plaques in our We had probably more plaques than we had CDs in that joint. <laughs> yes, we had plaques, bro. We was producing. Drum had, was helping artists. Yo, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. Man, shout out to my guy, David Shines, man. He's probably one of the few people I know who actually built multiple multi-million dollar businesses, right? He created The Morning Meetup to help other entrepreneurs do the same thing. Now, listen, as an entrepreneur myself, I know how hard it can get, especially when we start making money. And we get to like this financial cap that we can't get past. And honestly, let's be real. They say it ain't what you know, it's who you know. We probably can't get past this cap because we either, one, outgrew the people around us, or two, we just being lazy and winging in the rooms we need to be in. It's just plain and simple. But trust me, this is your time because the morning meetup is that room we got to be in. It's filled with, filled with entrepreneurs getting to it. They reading different books every month, right? They holding each other accountable. And it's just honestly just something dope to be a part of. So listen, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get to this bag, you're trying to flourish more than you've been flourishing now, you got to go to the morningmeetup.com. That's www.themorningmeetup.com and join now. Let's get to it. I'll see you there. We had plaques everywhere, bro. We had posters and plaques everywhere. Yo, did they give y'all, y'all money back? No. <laughs> nah. But they could. But the, the charges didn't stick, right? Like, Yeah, they didn't, they didn't give it back, but I mean... Do you want me to hear my truth? I was like, man, fuck that money. It that when you facing that type of shit for no reason, yeah. you know, if you know you did something wrong and it's like, bro, I'm gonna fight this. I gotta get busy. Whatever I gotta do, it is. But we was like torn up because we our basis was, man, we love music so much. This is what we doing. We was helping the music industry. So nah, when you think about that, it's like, man, fuck the money. Shit, we fighting for history. You know? Didn't y'all like go straight to the radio station when y'all got out? <laughs> yeah, drum did. Uh, I, I actually was there, and I'm not going to lie, I, I wasn't rocking with it because I didn't want to, uh, I wanted to I wanted to think about what had happened and why it happened before going to a radio and, like, putting my chest out. Um, but, yeah, it was, 
it was in that space where you could be angry or you could be sad. Mm. I was kind of neutral. I wasn't sad and I wasn't angry. I was just kind of like, damn, where do we go from here? Like we did all this to build history from music. Like we didn't do this for no other reason. Right. Like this wasn't like one of those things where we was going to get a bunch of money and, and buy a bunch of chains and all that. Of course we had some good things, but we was excited to hear that David Banner wanted to do a tape with us. And Slim Thug wanted to do a tape with us. And these guys, or we continued the legacy with Fab and Jeezy and all this. Like, we was excited. That was that felt good to get, when them dudes came to my apartment with a tape, like, yo, let's get started on the Gangsta Grills. And I was in there mixing. It was all about that. It wasn't about nothing else. Mm. We was really seeing eye to eye with history. Like, what what is th this going to mess the streets up? That's all we was thinking about. This going to flood the streets. This, people going to love this. We wouldn't think about nothing else. Mm. You know what I mean? That's all we was thinking about. It's crazy because, like, we hear, the, we, we hear these sayings, like, heavy to hear that wear the crown, to whom much is given, much is uh, required, and things like that. Yes, sir. And it's like, even asking you, did y'all know? Because I figured you didn't know it was illegal or whatever. I know I didn't. Y'all, it was like y'all had to be that sacrificial lamb, though. Because mm -hmm. after that, it changed the entire culture a thousand percent like it went into streaming it went it to the shipped, internet like literally yeah. like that was probably yeah niggas going don't kill me christians <laughs> but it was like it really changed the time like yeah or some before christ like ad type Yo, that's shit. Crazy. Like, it, like no cap though yeah. like it really like you you saw mixtapes it went straight from mixtapes to like i don't know like like the source and shit like that like like shit like that and mm -hmm. to see that right i didn't even i i didn't appreciate it or understand it until I started doing research for the interview. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit. So knowing that, how do you think about like EPs and stuff like that now? Because like you we still get mixtapes. It all came from that. That was that was the setup. And that's what I mean by I don't understand what I did to people's lives. Like let's take it away from the fan side. Let's put it into the artist <laughs> no side. Facts. We turned it into streaming to where people were making more money than they ever did in their life. You know what I mean? So hopefully anybody that missed out on money got a chance to make some money later. Mm. It's based on the mixtape industry. I can't say it's based on us. People will probably point towards us because that's what happened. Say, <laughs> but it's the it's the history of it. Like I can't leave none of these guys out. I, I used to see these guys put in some crazy work. You mm. know what I mean? Crazy work. Like you mentioned Scream. Like that dude put in a lot of work. His whole squad, they put in a lot of fucking work, bro. And I used to watch them like, bro, <laughs> dudes is nice bro they dangerous you know what i'm saying and i feel like we all kind of shifted everybody was like oh man they got caught up nah we're gonna go shift and then it, it shifted into where it is now where you know we still people are like yeah he about to drop a tape it'd be an album really because it's going right. for sale but now it's a tape it's the same and thing. that's what i want to talk to you about because i'm not as familiar i know morning after he probably could help me with this so when Cause it's a gift of curse and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, right, like an EP or something that's it, like you can or you can't count it as like something towards an album towards your uh, your deal. You can, you can. It depends on how you set up, but yeah, go ahead. Right. So, do you think that helped or hurt the artist? The EP part of it? Yeah. I feel like it helps. I feel like it's it's still part of the setup because the when when labels and People came to us to do the mixtape. It was the setup for the album, right? You know what but I mean. But we, as fans, I'm not. Do do you are, are, are the people with your uh, I don't know studies and stuff. Are the people looking at EPs as a setup for the album? Like like you said, when I when I hear something that come out, 
I'm looking at it as a project, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think certain fans know, but that's what we're doing. We're setting up where we put out an EP. It's just like a, uh, it's just testing the market and seeing where we're at. So we know we we, we know what we're going after. We mm. know how people really love uh, this angle that we taking with the artists. You know mm. what I mean? So that's where like the fans, I don't think they just like, oh, I just got a new EP. Oh, I got a new album. Or I got this. Like they don't know the difference. But you know then they mean? get caught up in like the numbers because people are still. And I think you just talked about this in your um yeah. your interview, like people looking at the numbers far mm-hmm. as when it dropped, what what sales go to what, and I feel like all of that can hurt. It can be a detriment to the artist's success of whatever they're trying to follow up with. Yeah, I, I just want the artist to stop um, worrying about the numbers because this is where uh, this can add unused gas and fuel to a car that don't need it. Like mm-hmm. I was looking at. It breaks I mean, down. I can only I can only go off one example that I that recently messed me up and um and the example was Corey LeRae, right? Jeez. And she put out a project and um I think the internet bashed her for not doing the numbers or whatever they, they thought it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I wanted her to be I, I wanted her to be quiet because I was like, bro, you talented. Don't f- fuck them. Mm. Just keep going, keep go, you know. And it wasn't her fault, but this the times we in where we have to defend ourselves and stuff like that. But the example of that was like, I feel like I I like the body of work. That's all people. That's all the fans care about. Mm. There there's fans they pay attention to numbers and all that because they in it trying to figure out like who scored the most points in the game and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna take that away from a talented person. Mm. You know what I mean? And um and that really it really messed me up because I was like man I really felt Shorty's like energy like she really want this shit right she come from a lineage of music and I just you know there's tons of stories like that but that's the only thing I can think of because that it was like one she a woman in the game trying to do what she do whether you like her music or not the number shouldn't dictate her dream you feel me the facts so, same same thing happened to um Sweetie exactly I think, um exactly. It, it's crazy because. All of these kids are young, yeah, right. And like, and let's just be real. As, as much as the internet can be a source, it can definitely be a detriment too, right? Because yeah. like, if you don't, if you aren't old enough to understand your feelings and how to challenge it or ch- challenge it, channel it, it can definitely hurt. So like, you get every every blog is posting your shit flopped or something like that. Yeah. Now it hurts your feelings, and now it's like, I don't even want to make music because everybody talk. I'm the I'm the the the, the class clown. I'm I'm the talk of the town. Yeah, everybody it fucks you up, but they need the right coach. Like, everybody need a Phil Jackson to be like, oh, oh, our shit ain't sell? Oh, watch this. Mm. And keep coming, and keep coming, and keep coming till you know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's a hit. Mm. Every artist went through it. Yeah. You think everybody came out the box and sold, <laughs> went number one and sold, like, you know, all these enormous numbers? Like, nah, it was a work, it was a work in progress. Like, if Uzi, we put out all these tapes before we got to the album to be number one. We built and built and built and built. People gravitated his music. He had a lot of fans, but we built on that. Mm. We ain't drop his first joint. It's like, oh, say we did. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just in that space where I'm like, bro, you got to. We got to keep working and working, and working with all these artists. This is again. I'm speaking on a culture. This is all we got. If we continue to bash everything that's coming down here, and I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go on record. I'm go off record and say everything's supposed to belong to the culture, but I'm just saying. The people are in it, they're moving forward. Fans can say whatever they want. I just don't want the artists to get bent out of shape if they if they if they project don't do what they expect. You gotta keep working. 
I think you that's know? it's. I think that's easier said than done, though, right? Because like being older, right? Being in the game so long, it's easy to have like hindsight bias, right? Like in hindsight, is it'll be it'll be good. But you've had that experience. But you young, it's kind of hard to hear that. Like I get what you're saying, but it's kind of hard to hear that. I mean, I will give you an example. When I was 22, I did a tape called The After Party when we was out there selling. When Dron was selling Gangsta Grills and I had my tape on there, it didn't do too well at first. Mm. I could easily been like, man, nobody messing with that. You know what I did? I did After Party too. Ask Dron. That was one of the biggest tapes for him. Like, bro, everybody want the After Party too. And that's just me. I, I moved through that. That's like you starting a podcast or you've had your podcast for a second and one episode don't do the same numbers. Do you be like, man, that podcast, y'all tripping up. You're going to be like, hey, I'm going to hit y'all with the next one. No, no we got a part two. So I just want people to be in that state. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not putting nobody at fault. I'm just saying I want people to start thinking like, oh, oh, you ain't like that? Oh, I watch this. Not you fact. like that? I send out beats. People don't like all the beats. Do they be like, man, get on the internet. Yo, people don't like my beats. And no, I just be like, oh, I'm, I got another pack coming. I, that may be the competitiveness in me. I might be like, yo, oh, I got you ain't like that pack? Oh, watch this. And I'm going to keep doing it until you be like, oh, yeah, you – you did it that time. Now you're you know? talking some real shit. I feel yeah. like um like even just being honest, just understanding that like um and this is really for the the young ones coming up, you know what I'm saying? Or anybody that's going through it. Understand there's a season for everything. Right? Like 1, shit, even think about in the simplest form, bro. Like it's it it poured down raining today. It was talking about tornado watch and all that type of shit. By seven thirty, it was hot again. The sun <laughs> was coming up, you get what I'm saying? So it's like I know it you. might sound cliche, but this shit is real. Like even like, like you, I got a story myself. Like, man, it was a season where my shit is doing all hundred millions views, literally. And it's a season where my shit might not do that. But you, I think it takes a special type of person to understand that. that. You get what I'm saying? The, yeah, to, to be stern in that position, be like, you know what? Yo, I was good. I'm going to still be good. Right. Only thing you got to do is be consistent, though. That's right. That's right. Like, That's right. even when I'm not motivated, I consistently work my way through it. Like, fuck, if I'm not motivated, what helps me is the consistency. Fuck it. Like, it's going to get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, no, that's... No lie, bro. No lie. No lie. I want to ask you one of the hard, weird questions. Going back to Uzi. Mm -hmm. You got You always uh, make it known about Diamond Cuts, how you found Uzi. Mm -hmm. Philly, Diamond Cuts DJ out of Philly. I was watching an interview on a breakfast club with her, and she was saying she ain't like how Uzi left her situation, mm -hmm. she she said niggas take care of her and everything. So, but she was like, she ain't like how he's left her situation. It kind of like felt like she just, he just left her hanging. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess he ain't want to tell, he ain't want nobody to tell what he had going on. Mm -hmm. But then full circle, something similar kind of happened to y'all. Mm -hmm. He kind of left y'all and like it was this whole Rock Nation saving Uzi type vibe. Mm -hmm. Did you? I'm trying to word this right. You feel like you you saw that coming? Uh, I didn't feel like I saw it coming, but uh, so so clear it up. Uzi only went to management mm. with Rock Nation. Right. He still signed to us as an artist. Um, the only reason I I'm, I'm clearing up Diamond Cuts because as I speak, sometimes you forget who was involved in the nature of it, but not in my brain. I never mm. forgot no, you always, that I called her always give her, yeah. and was said, you know, and I had some fans be like, yo, why you ain't never, why y'all never talk about Diamond Cuts? So I started bringing it up because that was my girl. Okay. Like, she know that. Like, she know that uh, she was 14 or 15, I don't know what age, when I was DJing for Miss Jade and she came 
and she told me she was a DJ when she was in the the academy which we started, and and um she actually was moving with Uzi before I was even there. You know what I mean? And uh, you know when we're when we get into that space, I just want to make sure I'm doing my due diligence by making sure that she's part of the history. Now, as far as what she spoke about on the Breakfast Club, and it, and this is this is real deal. Anybody know about me? Like social media, those shows and stuff. I really don't pay attention because it's just it's just screaming. Uh, uh, respond to what was said you know what i'm saying i just don't okay, need so I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean i don't really like because, not saying that's what she was doing. you know what because 90 percent of the time if something's going on when i see that person i'm coming by myself and we probably gonna be in the hallway and we're gonna speak about it and it's gonna be over i'm not gonna swing no blows we're not gonna we're gonna we probably gonna argue to to the end but we're gonna figure it out so when um I really, when I heard about the interview, like you're just now telling, I really still haven't watched it. Um, I don't know what happened with her and Uzi's relationship because I wasn't in Philly with them while I wasn't there. All I know was I really wanted to sign this kid. I thought he was talented. And, you know, he made a decision to roll with us because I think he thought that was his next level. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what they were talking about if anybody promised each other anything, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy into that because I'm so into like moving forward. But again, for the sake of it, I just wanted to make sure that I'm shouting her out and everything she was moving on because she was pivotal. You know what I'm saying? No, it sure. wasn't, I was, I didn't find him at the skate park. You know what I'm saying? It was a call and she told me and she made it happen. I so only, it was space. I only know? bring that up for a transparent moment because again, just hearing her story, it sounds so similar to y'all story. And yeah, he still signed to um. Yeah. And yeah, and I know for the people that don't know, y'all already worked. This shit is old. Like y'all already yeah. worked this shit back out. Like niggas is yeah. cool. Everything y'all took pictures and shit like that. Niggas is cool. Mm. But I, I was just thinking like, damn, like it seemed kind of similar in the behavior of the artist because, like, it was a time where y'all like y'all could have drowned as generation now. Mm -hmm. Just being honest, like like again, this is just a transparent conversation. Mm -hmm. Like that could have hurt y'all business wise. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. like, damn, like it could have been the same with her and I'm just like that's a that could be a transparent moment. Well, well, you know, this the one thing I I do say about artists. All artists change mm. and all artists have to grow. Whatever I have to respect whatever move you make. If I feel some type of way about it, I feel some type of way about it. But you have a vision for where you go. I'm not with you all the time. Mm -hmm. We set out to do and have some history. Whatever you see, you're going wrong. If it was wrong or right and you're doing it, do it. It's the same approach I do with music. If you feel strongly about putting some songs out, but I'm the producer, I'm not going to be the egotistical person and be like, no, it's got to be my way. Do it, bro. If you fail and you want to come back, we'll work on it. If it works and you come back or don't come back, it is what it is. That's just my standpoint. Mm. You know what I mean? So I see that I can't say that everything is a pattern of the way people move, but I can say that artists change and they're supposed to. Mm. Nobody's supposed to stay the same. Even in my, like I've changed. I used to wear a lot of jewelry. I used to do a lot of wild shit, but I changed from that. It's mm. like whatever, you know what I mean? Do that. Even when we started the interview, you talked about how like, like moving into like this new life, basically like reinventing yourself multiple times. Mm -hmm. You think what you just said—that's kind of bene the benefit of having so much um, 
history in the game. Having so much time in the game, just being able to understand things on the other side. Because at one point, I'm assuming you probably wouldn't be as grounded. It. Yeah. Well, things things do things happen to you where uh, it grounds you. Uh, I, I just spoke about this recently. Uh, the reason why I was thinking differently about an artist from Philadelphia was an artist I was working with named Jimmy Wall Street, and Jimmy Wall Street was special to me. He wound up getting killed. Mm. That hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you lose money, it hurt. When you lose relationships, it hurt. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff hurts you to where you like, yo, bro, how can I not feel that pain no more? Mm. Do I drink it to death? Do I snort it to death? Do I smoke it to death? Do I drink lean to death? How do I get myself numb to this pain? I chose to fight it like Mike Tyson in, in the ring. Mm. I just fought, you know what I mean? And I never used any of those things to kind of like medicate my thought process. So that allowed me to say, yo, move this way so you appreciate your history a little bit more. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? No, thanks. And, uh, and that's just where, and that's just what, that's just what I'm on. You know what I mean? I just can't really, uh, I can't really fathom anything else because I've seen so much. Like, you come from Baltimore, like, it's a shame that we had to see people die in front of our face before. Like I've seen people nah, get real, like killed. Real life. I've seen people die in car accidents like in front of my face. I've seen people in shootouts in front of my face. It don't and you get you could have PTSD about it and think about it. Like, you know what I mean? I've had dealings with cops that weren't always the best dealings because, you know, I might have got stopped in traffic and I wanted to argue with them or whatever. Whatever the things were. All those things added up to a mound where I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get mm. into the let's get into the history of it. Like, mm. not even worrying about all that. Like, yo, being an OG in the game, you uh, I think one time you referenced yourself as like being like a purist, yeah, like, like yeah. wanting like just wanting that old school hip hop shit, right? Yeah. But reinventing yourself today's new ways music. Are you rocking with like the new music, especially Philly? Because Philly. Got some like they make a different sound that's way different than how it used to be. Are you rocking with the new age music? Yeah, I am. Uh, the thing is, I don't get a chance to listen to it all the time because uh, I don't like to listen to current music. It taints my brain to make music in this era. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I go back to references so I can get ideas to see a landscape of where I want to be at musically. Mm. So I, if I if I get stuck in a rap radar. Uh, uh, I'm not rap, uh, rap caviar playlist or like a, you know, a Spotify or Apple playlist and I'm listening to that, I feel myself go, getting that mode of the music instead mm. of saying, hell, I still got an identity. Brain, wash your brain a little bit and listen to this. But am I aware? Yeah. You got somebody in the room don't even know I was aware of what he was doing. I fuck with that. That, that caught me by surprise. I so like that, that. that. So that's what I'm saying is about like, I'm st I keep my eye open to everything's going on and I'm monitoring. People don't even know I'm monitoring stuff. Mm. And I set up like little, you know, my other man in the room and uh, he been coming sitting around me just, you know, arms folded, chilling. And just a couple of times where he was just grooving to the beat and I don't know if he knew uh, how to say he liked the beat. So guess what I did? I gave him the beat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Figure out what he could do with it. Curious. Like you said, we ain't have those people like mentoring us coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in our, I don't want to say mentor because we had mentors, but it wasn't in our career. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
how can somebody get around you? Like, if somebody just want to, I don't know, be like you said, your man in the room just knocking his head. Like, how does somebody get around you and help you out or, or become a mentee? Bro, it sometimes it just it happens, it happens organically. Like, I'm going to speak on SETI, right? SETI Hendrix. And he always tell the story about how he snuck in our studio facts. and was playing an intern. Yeah, facts. It happens. No, facts. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't force. I wouldn't want nobody to force themselves. I'm in a restaurant and I'm eating my family and walk up and try to be around me. But it may be that chance that you might not ever get. So plant your seed, but make sure you plant it correctly. Again, my homie's in the building, and. Uh, and again, he was just playing a position. He came around for six months before he even got a beat. Mm. I didn't even know he was going to be in that space because I just fucked with him as a, as a person. So I wind up, you know, y'all from Baltimore, Spud, right? Uzi first show here, I saw Spud there. Asked Spud what I said to him. I liked his eye. I said, bro, you're our new photographer. Mm. Came to the studio. He's been there ever since. I don't even know if we if that's why we stay connected, but that's what happened. Mm. It's one thousand percent the truth. I tell you, nobody was talking to Spud like, "Come be our photographer." But I saw I saw he was hungry, so I was like, "Yo, come to the studio, bro." Now you do got that eye, like uh, it's shit. It's it's the writing is on the wall already. The Uzi situation. Mm-hmm. Some people gonna hate me for this, but even Jack Harlow, like Jack mm-hmm. Harlow is talented, but you know a lot of people saying he an industry plant. I don't know if you've been hearing that shit. I hear it. You ain't hear yeah. it? Yeah, I hear it. Oh my, I say yeah. like people been saying that shit. Like, I hear it all. Did you? What, what's the industry plant? What, where do people get that from? The industry plant came from. Uh, I think it originally started with uh, uh, family members getting jobs in positions they ain't supposed to get it. So if somebody was the head of Atlantic Records and their niece is now the head of A&R and never had no experience in music, never made a record, never was around something, I think that's where it originally started. Okay. Um, and that's I'm not pinpointing any record label. I'm just saying that's where it came from. Um, in the beginning of music, we always looked at the labels as suits. Like they was controlling and not letting us have our freedom as artists. Gatekeepers. Bam. Okay. So that's when it came... Uh, that's when it started. But then we started seeing rappers come into the game that really wasn't supposed to be in the game. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I so you. I was like, bro, who planted you here? No, nah, Who brought you in here? Because you don't act like us. You don't, like, who put you in here to be a robot? Like, that's where it came from. Okay. So, you know, um, they always going to identify something foreign with being a, a plant. You know what I'm saying? But you, I, I identify plants that people, and this is me, I want, I don't want uh I don't want somebody to come and do your show in another setting. Let that man live. Facts. I don't want a million Uzis. After Uzi pop, everybody in the world was like, yo, I got this artist. He's just like Uzi. I don't want that. That's fact. Innovation. That's you know facts. what I mean? Yeah. I don't want two Jack Harlows. I don't want two Setties. I don't want two Jay Hills. You see what I'm saying? I want the one and only. That's it. We came in this game as individuals. When when we when I was watching rappers coming up and who I wanted to be like, Will Smith had on the Nike high tops. Heavy D wouldn't dare wear the same John, so he wore the low tops. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Run DMC had all the Adidas, right? Biz Market was like, I'm going to wear Puma. Mm. Then, you know, Slick Rick was like, I got the patch in the chains. And then everybody was like, well, I'm going to wear the Batman medallions. We was right. all like that. We got 40 people wearing the Mary jeans. That's in the game. No, they're not going to wear it no more because niggas is trending. 
uh, baby just dropped the video. He said no. Mac, oh, word! I didn't even know. Now it's I'm gonna just, be corny. I'm just saying when I go <laughs> when I go shopping to the bar- department store, the first people walk up to me like, "Hey, we got the new Amiri section." It's like, if y'all know anything about me, I don't even get down on trends. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd be over here with my stuff. I'm, so I just gave that as an example no, because that's one of the hottest. But it's going to change, like you said. And that was going to be a trend not to wear. It. Like it's niggas are weird. Like, <laughs> right. People, like, yeah, I have no right. identity. Right. So that's all I'm saying. Like industry plants came in. It's like, yo, be Uzi. You know what I'm saying? Be, be little baby, and it's like, bro, leave, they the one and only. Leave them alone. Not facts. Yo, you had one of the best examples ever of why niggas don't make it from like cities like ours, right? Mm-hmm. At first, I was saying because we don't have like one particular sound. Because I, when I think of like Detroit, um, I don't know all these other places. Like they got a like a similar sound. Mm-hmm. And but you was like. Atlanta is so lit. People always think like Atlanta come together, but you, I think you were saying like Atlanta is a place that everybody come to. Yes. Right? Like people come to Atlanta, so it kind of helps out the music industry. Kinda. It's, a, it's a hub. Atlanta always been on some player shit to me. Like when I came to Atlanta, I really didn't understand. I was just on my Philly shit. I was just like, man, I'm Philly ball. You know what I'm saying? I'm These just all weird, there. man. I'm on, I'm on some <laughs> shit, dickhead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I, uh, you know, once I got into the culture, I was like, oh, like, Southern Comfort. Like, I never realized, like, how so many people just showed me love. It wasn't even because I was in music. It's just how Atlanta rocked in the early 2000s. It was just like, I, I took it like I was telling people, they'd be riding down the street, hanging out the window, throwing bows. And I used to be like, yo, they setting it on me. Mm. You know what I mean? But a couple of people said, nah, nah, nah. They showing love. They just showing you, yeah, they got... You know, they riding all crazy in the street. I was on check. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Um, so when I when I say those examples, Atlanta is a place where people accepted everybody from everywhere, bro. Mm, mm, mm. Everywhere. So everybody came down here and it was like, we're not trying to take over the city. We're trying to add to the city. So a lot of people take in. So the more and more people come in the city. People just be linking up. I be seeing people in the studio with people. I be like, oh, how y'all know? Like, And they give it up, bro. They yeah, literally give yeah, it showing love, bro. It's a different it's love, bro. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. So it hurt me a little bit just to see the city get divided a little bit with violence and stuff because we built the city up to be a place where people could come, get money together, and do certain things. And that's all the dream was. Like, We never came to come take over Big Oomp Camp and stuff like that. We wanted to be a part of them. We wanted to be a, uh, you know, to the olive branch to guys, you know. And the way it's happening now in the rap game, it's like people just so insecure and, and just trying to box people out. And I'm like, man, Atlanta ain't about that. Atlanta's a great city. Atlanta's a player city. We get money down here. So I know you far far removed, like, from street shit or whatever. But do you um do you still, like, hear talk? Because you say you got your ears to the streets and shit like that. Being in Atlanta, like, making your name in Atlanta, do you – be hearing anything from back home because I, I feel like when you make it somewhere back home could always got a tendency to try to pull you back or something like this. it does but i don't i don't hear too much number one is because everybody's older you know what i mean okay. everybody that came up everybody everybody I used to hang with 47 48 49 they are probably already did their time everybody i know did 10 12 already okay and is out and like bro i'm changing that makes sense you know i, I never knew wallow back in the day but i know wallow did he did some numbers 20 he did some football numbers Shit. right but when he came out he's like bro it was too devastating i'm never going back there and he turned his life into something amazing mm. you know what i mean and i talk to him often but those are the kind of people it's like people that's older than me like i've seen them go through it like bro i've seen them go through it a couple times and be like you know i'm out this shit i'm no, cool right. you know what i mean and it's some some young people you know 
uh, that's still locked up that I know that's like nephews and and and, and cousins to me. But um, but niggas, you don't ever hear like niggas saying like I don't know like man he ain't trying to sign niggas from the city. Type we, shit like we've that. heard we've heard it from we've heard it from multiple po- I've heard it from multiple pockets mm. but I did everything for my city like I did tapes with people that I wasn't supposed to do tapes with you know just based on my brand was hot at that time I did it I seeked out I moved to the city I went I moved around I walked down South Street I never ran from nothing in the city I felt like anything that came to us like that was just out of pure like just misunderstanding like, mis- yeah, exactly I don't even want to say hate but not I- I don't say hate because it don't lie don't it don't be hating, but people be like, man, he, I feel like I'm talented. He ain't fucking with me, but I'm fucking with everybody that's talented. I might tell you to your face, keep working, bro. For me right now, that's not what I'm looking for. Mm. I saw Uzi, is a kid from Jersey, Big O. I did multiple tapes for him. I did tapes for uh, the Gun Line, which was a great brand out there with Ace McCloud. They had, he had everybody out there like. I always stayed messing around with the city. I never really got and got involved in all that. And it ain't just based off street shit. It's just nonsense to me. I ain't I ain't with none of the nonsense. I'm oh, with facts. I'm with progression. So whoever is in that city, like rocking, like we go to Baltimore, I find out who is it, and somebody be like, man, don't mess with him. He was over there doing this. Like, man, let me do my own research for that. Oh, you know facts. what I mean? I think he's talented. So that's just what I'm on. Oh, you know what I mean? I think I ask that because like just being here now, I ain't here as long as you is. But yeah. I feel like we always had that trap of like getting pulled back by our city. Facts. And like I try to do everything for my city, but it still Facts. be a little bit of people who just don't see it. And that should be frustrating. Like y'all, I'm y'all niggas is dumb. Yeah, you got to go over the top and do it. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got to do stuff with Shoe City. You know what I'm saying? That's getting back to your city. That's where everybody go damn near to get their shit. Nah, or just do stuff like that. And that's where I be on. I be on top of the city. Like what can I do to help? Like. I got uh, my brother Daoud Bay. He's out there, and he campaigned for nonviolence. Like he mm-hmm. com- he campaigned. He did uh, twelve years in, in in the joint, and when he came out, he just made it known that he wanted to be a part of the city. I tease him all the time because I'm like, bro, come move down to Atlanta. Let's set up some businesses and do some stuff. And he'd be like, bro, I owe it to the city all the time. He say he owe it to the city for what he took out of it. So he he marched. He 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 helped city councilmen. Uh, sign petitions so they can get in office. He do a lot of stuff in the city. He he builds um, real estate and affordable homes for different people. And I feel like that's like that's like the best thing you can do. Nah, you fact. Know what I'm and saying? then y'all got talent. I think one of my uh, my man Seven, one of his favorite artists is down. They put me on with the dude uh, Leaf Ward. Ain't that he from Philly? Leaf yeah. Ward. I yeah. know about him. Yeah, he, that nigga. I, that nigga lit. But when he showed it to me, I, he had, mm-hmm. he did a feature with my man uh, YG Tech. Yeah. So like. I was no nah, y'all got some talent there, man. Yeah, it's all, Philly is is a great city, bro. Like the food, I argue with people all the time. They keep telling me, you know, I get upset when people be like, "Yo, I need a Philly." I need what they be calling it, a chicken Philly. I be like, bro, it's called cheesesteak. Yeah, cheese I be steak. mad, like you know what I'm saying. I ain't gonna lie to you though. You probably hit me with this, but I ain't gonna lie. Baltimore, we got some fire cheesesteaks. I'm just saying. No, y'all do. I know. I know Philly's supposed to be the home of the cheesesteaks, but now y'all do. But Baltimore y'all, got but y'all cousins. Yeah, we got some y'all shit. Close, if y'all didn't, if y'all was that close and didn't, I'd be mad. And y'all don't put, sh- <laughs> and, and y'all don't put shrimp on y'all shit. I went there, I want to get a shrimp cheesesteak. They like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, fuck with us. As far in the as we city. going to Sam, yeah, fuck with us in the city. We got the shrimp <laughs> cheesesteak shit go crazy. I'm just saying, bro. Like, stop playing. Yeah, but nah, dog. I, yo, I appreciate you, bro. This is uh, this shit was amazing. Um, I wanted to ask you this. 
everybody, every artist think that shit is the hottest shit in the world. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everybody think that shit is, everybody think they, if they ain't the new something, they different. They think so, right? Mm -hmm. How do you measure an artist's value? Like, how do you measure that, that their value to music, Damn. their value to the culture? Damn, that's a tough question. Uh, I've answered other questions that are that are cousins to that question, and I want to say uh, their intentions and the conviction. Mm, conviction. Uh, I can only I can only monitor by that. Like I I live and and die by that that um that word because if I can find out that you're convicted and you really mean what you' about to do, it's gonna work, bro. Mm. That's the mastery of it to me. You're gonna get it at some point. Because you really believe it. That's how I look. Some people come to me, I'm the hottest artist. I don't think they believe it. Mm. I'm the hottest podcast. I don't think you believe it. I'm the hottest brand out. You know what I mean? I'm going to stop saying podcast. I'm going to say brands. Mm. You say, I'm the hottest brand out. I got to see if you believe it. Nah, facts. That's how, that's how I'd be like, he going to be the next one. Mm. It's a kid, like right now, shout out to Mark B. He a new DJ. I mean, he DJ for 21 Savage. And uh, he came and played me his group. But... I told him in the room, I said, bro, you remind me of me. You remind me of, like, what you believe in is how I used to believe. In years, he's going to be that next guy. That's just how I feel. Mm. And this recently happened, and I was like, bro, you remind me of me, bro. I, just the way he was, like, tunnel. He's like this. He don't see nothing but the success, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the end goal, like. Nothing but the success. He, it. like, straightforward. So, you know, it's guys like that. Even the rappers, like, it's some that. I feel like convicted, but still fall back and let them develop it so they could come back like, oh, gee, I told you I was going to do that. I'm happy with that. Mm. I want you I want you to do it with or without me just because that's what we're supposed to be doing, man. We built up a whole culture to accept and help our people get money or get history going. You know, some people going to rob the culture and do what they want, but it is what it is. But I feel like we built that up. We watched basketball dudes play at the park and go to the NBA and make $139 million. Nah, facts. Yo, I'm going to let you get out of here, but you know, I, I still got mad questions. Man, ask what uh, you bro, want, bro. I'm here. Um, yo, so I, uh, you talked about you did the uh, Go Crazy with Jeezy, right? Yep. That's your first placement, Jay-Z on there. Mm -hmm. You go to the, uh, I don't know, but the concert, and you see Jay-Z come out <sighs> to your shit. Have you heard that story? Yeah, come on, bro. Like, <sighs> I, yeah. I, I, I what? How I bring it up my head the story? Come on, you feel me? I ain't gonna lie. You know, I always say this. I I, I shed a couple of thug tears, man, because I was up on the stage. I had no idea. Uh, Jeezy got this way of like when we communicate, we be like, "Yo, I got something special for you," and I'd be like, "What?" He'd be like, "I don't even worry about it," and I'd be like, "Oh, here he go with this again, right?" That's how the record started. Mm. When when he, he he told me he had something special, I didn't know what it was, and then Coach K wound up telling me it was Jay Z. I was like, "Bro, y'all got it." Stop. Mm. You know what I mean? So when it happened, it happened. But when we got to the concert, it was the same thing. He was like, <laughs> watch this. So me and Drum was on the stage. And when he came on stage and that, dun, 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 I said, boy, listen. But I think I was sweating. I think uh, I think the tears came down. I think I had the loaf of bread. You know how to get the loaf of bread when yeah. you're about to cry. You're like, yeah. why are you about to cry, boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the I think all that I think I was just like on some oh I couldn't control because I'm it's it was less a Jay Z performing it and more of the crowd like singing word for word and knowing things and I was like yo I'm really made seventeen thousand people 
sing along with this dude. Mm. You know what I mean? And at that point, a lot of the energy was coming from, I still didn't think I was good enough. Like I knew I was gonna make it, but at that point, solidified because if you had jail on your record, it was like, oh, you made it. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, I was already happy that it was it was Jeezy on a record, but that one kind of solidified in my brain. It was like, oh, I'm really supposed to be here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I seen this video, right? And this made me think of you, producers, uh, DJs, or anything. I wanted to get your perspective on this, right? Um, he's not a, uh, a producer or anything like that, but it just made me think of it. So uh, it's this. I don't know if you've seen this. Bro, that's that's Ray Daniels. That's one of my that's one of my guys, bro. He's he's been around as an AR exec manager, all types. And he one of them guys that give up props. I remember when uh he was first starting, he had Rock City. They wrote everybody records in the world, you know what I mean? And they was group. I did their first couple mixtapes with no money, mm. no nothing. They always shouted me out. They all, it made me feel good that he was like, yo. Thank you. Every time. So he not lying. Like, it always feels some type of way when artists don't shout back and shout your name because it might not be as easy as giving me a million dollars. You going in your biggest, you might go on Good Morning America and be like, yeah, can it. I, I remember this too. Um, uh, I used to work I used to work at Def Jam and one of my, my closest homeboys was Sycamore. And Sycamore worked with Travis Scott. He worked with a lot of people. But at the time, he was working with me. We worked on Dirk together. We did some YG stuff together. And we did uh, we did a couple other artists stuff together when it, we were at Def Jam. And I, I can't remember the award show, but whatever award YG won, you know what I mean? YG went on the stage and he said Sycamore name. It shut everything down for me because I was like, damn, he really gave my man props. They was mm. walking hand in hand and it just felt good that he said his name you know what i mean so i was like wow like that was that meant everything mm. because you know sycamore might not be the one to say he did this or did that or just he might he's a humble dude he can just fall back but when he said his name like i was like i fuck with yg forever for that bro mm. that meant something bro that no, meant something to me i brought it up because i figured like you know being a producer making beats a and r like a lot of times you might do something for the humble, but how do you get your love on the back end, right? Like if niggas ain't really saying shout shouting you out. For yeah, it. it's supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to be where y'all both can shout everything out. I don't want to keep going out and uh, saying praising uh, people's names to people I I have worked with. I want people to. I want it to be reciprocated. I want exactly. it to be like reciprocate i'm sorry i want it to be like where we're both enjoying that piece of history you know what i mean right. so like uh there's some things where i talk about just off the record like uh hit boy right hit boy was one of them guys that i met when uh when my wife was doing um 
when she was doing her music thing, and she was like, I want you to meet this young kid, he's talented. You know what I'm saying? And it happened to be Your Hit wife. It said it was, used to be Hit Boy. You feel she, what I'm saying? So then Hit Boy, we just we just kept close. He moved to Atlanta. I used to let them sleep on him Him and Chase and Cash. He was another producer. I used to let them crash at the crib. We used to hang out together. We went to all the sneaker stores. I took them to their first strip clubs. We went to eat all the time. We was just hanging together. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he shoot props back. But those are the type of things. Even Metro, like, Metro is like a cousin to me, like a little cousin. You know what I mean? Because I had $100 for every legend he named. No, <laughs> I'm, just, story I'm, I'm just being truthful. Like, you know, when I met Metro, um, his mom, you know, rest in peace, his mom came with him and was like, yo, my son make music. I want him to be the best. He came to my crib and sat him. I had a townhouse. He sat on my couch. We vibed out. I gave him some drums. We talked, and I just kind of mentored him a lot of stuff throughout you know what I mean and he became Metro Boomin but I knew he was gonna be that mm. and it could have been somewhere I was like let me sign this kid but I was like you know what I'm gonna help you mm. same thing with Mike Will like you talk to Mike Will I'm just <laughs> I'm just naming, no, no, keep going I'm just, keep naming, going, keep I'm just going. naming stories because I know if yeah if they hear the story they're gonna co-sign what I'm saying like Bizarre. Mike Will when I was working with the cool kids he was giving me beats left and right and everybody around me is like, yo, he it, you should sign him. And I told Mike Will, I, I think we even sat down. And I was like, bro, I, I'm not going to sign you. I want to work. I'm going to want to help you if I can. I want to help you get to a space. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's just what I do. Sometimes it might not end up me having to sign everybody. You know what I mean? Sometimes I might have to sign some people to really give some dedicated attention to it to help you get to where you're at. And, again, people going to be like, well, he ain't talking about the business side. It's going to be a fair business side. But when I when I dedicate that type of time, I should be able to eat with you. And it sometimes be you don't. Though, there you go. And sometimes it don't happen. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. Paint a picture. If a nigga get me an interview with, I don't know, somebody crazy. Oh, you probably won't. I'm, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna stop saying that name. Like it just is what it is. Because that's something bro, I appreciate. It's like one thousand percent. That's how I supposed to be. One thousand percent. That's how I supposed to be, bro. I do. I do it every time. Anybody to put me on with anybody, mention their name. That's why, again, back to what we were talking about with Diamond Cuts, she was there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave her name out. If I forgot it, I made up for it in time because, again, when we're moving around, we don't remember everything, but I'm going to remember that. I do remember that. Now nah, you gave me some shit today. I pre yo, I ain't gonna lie. You, you, you turned my shit up. Oh, it's just real. We having a convo. It's not even an interview. It's more like we sitting and having a convo. I wish we, I wish you drank, but it's all good. Yeah, man. You know, I gave it up. <laughs> shout out to your wife, right? Shout out, shout out to her. Okay. I, I was, shout out to Kayla, and I'm gonna tell you why, bro. She changed my life, and I always speak of it in different natures. But if I wasn't around, uh, I would still be eating lemon pepper wings. You know what I mean? We ain't gonna judge me lemon pepper wings. I'm just saying for me, I would be eating lemon pepper wings. I'm gonna tell you because I'm greedy. You know, we're gonna eat some crabs together though. We definitely gonna eat crabs. We we crab legs, we in. But you know, with with her just you know teaching me some health rules and just being a backbone of being like, yo, babe, change your ear. Yo, do this. Yo. <laughs> you feel me? I was gonna say. I, you feel me? I, I was gonna say. Uh, as weird as it may be, because I don't even know her from a can of paint, but she kind of remind me of you. Everybody say that, right? So it's like everybody say that. Even with like the uh, mind you, I don't even. Know, it's my first time meeting you ever. Yeah. Right. But like, just even with everything you said, the subliminals, all that. I'm like that. She like a She like a cannon 
to like, how you play the the to, to drama like that's yeah. how even with like the tomorrow app and shit like that you like that was her idea for real yeah it was it was her I wanted to get into that so you know it was her idea that we started something because again I always complained to her about being on a stage and you know at the end of our at the end of you know me speaking in front of people they everybody get to answer a question mm -hmm. right so they ask a question yo <laughs> what's the best question that everybody asks you how I get how on, I get on? <laughs> so it's like. My answer was so trash because I was like, man, just keep working. You're going to get there. And it's like I had a problem with that over so many years. It's like, bro, why you keep saying the same thing? But that's the only thing I knew how to be truthful about. Keep working and, and you're going to get there. But I wanted to come up with a concept that uh, that combated that piece of language I was giving out every time. Mm -hmm. And it just met with her idea of uh, people staying in the field and getting money. Mm -hmm. So we created T Tomorrow App to make a creative marketplace for creatives and clients to find each other, mm. to make money without it having to be so social. You gotta find somebody, DM, and wait for them to reply. We looking at people's portfolios. We looking at the jobs. We listen to their music through their links. And, you know, and her story was she just had friends, you know, one friend was working in the movie industry and she had wardrobe gigs, but in between times she had the DoorDash because she couldn't stay in her field. And so those two ideas collided and came together and was like, oh, let's create some type of vehicle for people to be able to stay in their field. Mm. You know, and clients have a hard time finding great creatives. You know what I'm saying? So we made that for them. And to be sure that everybody gets paid, a lot of these creatives I speak over and over, if I DM and I'm trying to get a cover done, I might ghost you once I get what I need. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we 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 make it something foolproof for where the money goes in that app. And when the job is done, that money go right in your account. You ain't gotta chase nobody. You ain't gotta worry about a 90, 30 day net and 60 day net and all that. So get that shit it's, tomorrow. you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's so it's very important, you know. And and I believe in a campaign so much, like the hat really never leaves my head. You know, only time is when I'm working out, but I just start putting on with a workout because it's saving the sweat from coming to my eye. Right. You feel me? So, you know, that's what I'm all about. I mean, just another way of giving back to the community, bro. Yeah, I love what you got going on, man. I um, I mean, you got to put the podcast section on there, though. Yeah. You don't got the podcast section. It's, oh, can't wait. On, Tomorrow man. media is coming. Yeah, you ready? You got to stop. Am Are I you ready? ready? You making too much money. Nah, I'm gonna support you from a. You making too much money. Nah, I'm gonna just help from afar, bro. I'll, I'll I know like, what I gotta do. I'm gonna get some hats. I'm gonna just spread around the room. We're gonna be the sponsor then. Can we do that? I mean, can we get money on that side? We can get money, but we gotta talk about. I, I learned the importance of no, bro. I'm not. I, <laughs> you said we we ain't had nothing. It's easy, but hell yeah. <laughs> I had to yeah. learn some things. Yeah, I mean, shit, <laughs> you I know. Had to learn some things. You know, a, a lot of people ain't gonna sit across you and say. <laughs> a lot of people ain't gonna do that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I might nah. regret that. I know what it is, but I'm <laughs> shit. We gotta shoot the shot. Nah, yo, I, yo, honestly though, I really appreciate this. Like, like I know, it might be professional and shit like that, but I honestly am a fan though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate that. People don't understand how this ain't easy to ha have these conversations to ask these tough questions sometimes because, like, I'm still a fan at the end of the day. Like, I ain't drink champs yet. I'm coming for them niggas, but I ain't there yet. So it's, it's still be it's <laughs> still be should. unbelievable to me when I be talking to some of these people. You As feel you me? Like, I, yeah. like, you feel me? So, like, I'm a fan. I still, man, I'm, I might go to Nori's show and be like, Nori, he know I'm a fan. He know I listened to his first album. He know War Report, one of my favorite albums. Mm. I'll be like that. But I'm, I'm still a Gilly fan. I'm gonna be cool with Gilly, and he want me, you know, he want me to sign his daughter because his daughter fire. 
I'm still a fan of you. Nah, fine. My man, but we can stand there and do that. Yeah. We can be fan. Why we can't be fan of each other? Like, Katie a fan of Kyrie. Facts. You see what I'm saying? LeBron a fan of Kyrie. Kyrie nah. a fan of Steph. Steph mm-hmm. a fan of LeBron. We it's can just, do that. It's just so surreal sometimes. That's and right. Like, this part is just about me being real. Like, sometimes it'd be like, we dream for this. That's right. Like, I'd like nigga, I would be, it, it would be a spit in God's face to not. Thank him every bro. Facts. Like, this is crazy. Facts. Like this is crazy. Bro. Facts, bro. Nah, but I appreciate you. Um, no doubt. Don Cannon. For the people that don't know, I guess if you plug your app, plug your your, your Instagram, all that shit, man. Yeah. So tomorrow app, please go download it. Um, I encourage you to get a part of it if you're a creative, a client, or just want to see what's up, man. Just go check it out. It's in the App Store on Apple. Android is coming soon. Uh, you know. I keep all my joints simple. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is all Don Cannon across the board. Two ends in the middle. Don't forget it. Yo, Nori, watch your motherfucking back. Gilly, watch y'all back. You know the vibes, man. We coming. J-Hill, J-Hill podcast. Yeah, Hill. We out, man.